Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the only podcast that focuses on mental health while mixing in movies, music, books, sports, and pop culture. Here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Hey, good morning, and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. It is a uh, cold, cold Saturday morning in March, and we are happy to have you guys tuning in with us. And uh, before we get any further, there's something I got to get out of the way. Okay. Happy birthday to no, you. No, do not sing. Happy singing birthday is not allowed. To you. We promised each other when we first got married there would never be any singing. At restaurants. In general. <laughs> no singing. You don't know how much I love you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, honey. <laughs> well, no it's, singing. You know, you know, I didn't do what I was planning on doing. I already told you what you're getting for your birthday. Yeah, I am getting a wonderful gift of we have tickets to see Live and Push with uh, Our Lady Peace opening for them, which is just so packed full of 90s goodness I can hardly even tolerate it. <laughs> That's that's my that's my thing. That's her jam. Yeah, you know, you, you put a bunch of '90s bands together, and you you're making me really happy. So. Yeah. So we uh, we had the opportunity, and uh, so I went for it and got our tickets, and we got really good tickets. So I'm real happy about that. Um, here's how much I love this woman. I I'm not a fan of Bush, <laughs> and we're going to see them. So <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. What? Well, I was thinking that. Oh my God! You're the one in the gutter. Good God, that's horrible. Well, what were you thinking? I, nothing. I just laughed because you said you weren't a fan of Bush. <laughs> this is just going way downhill. Oh way my fast. God! You're supposed to be nice to me on my birthday. I I am nice to you. I'm nice to you every day. All but, right, uh, no, but I no. but I am I am a fan of live though, so I'm excited to see them. I know you've seen them a couple times. I've seen them a couple of times, and they're always absolutely fantastic. And I uh, I know the the tour they're on. The live is celebrating the 25th anniversary of Throwing Copper, and Bush is celebrating the 25th anniversary of Sixteen Stone. Sixteen Stone. And um, you know I, I I bag on her about Bush. The truth is they they do have some good songs. I I am looking forward to seeing them. And seeing how they are live. I don't know if you've ever seen them live. Or not. I have. Have you? Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, but I know. Uh, no, keep oh, going. Okay. okay. I know I've never. So I am actually looking forward to it. I've never seen it. Our Lady Peace, though, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan, and I am super, super excited to finally get to see them. It was, it's like. If I were to say I had a bucket list, which I usually don't, but uh, if I had a bucket list, seeing Our Lady Peace would be on it. So. Yeah, so I'm real, real happy that I was able to do that for. Um, so yeah, so so that's the exciting thing is, I've been trying to make that for her birthday instead of getting a bunch of trinkets and stuff when we got you know I, honestly a small house and not a lot of room. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make it more about experiences. So one year we went to go and see Holland Oates, which is another one of her all-time faves. And um, last year, what did we do last year for your birthday? I don't remember. 
Okay, you took it to uh, something. I know that. I do not recall at this point, but we should move on. It's <laughs> enough birthday talk. Yes, dear. I know how much <laughs> you love your birthday. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. So today we are very excited because uh, we got to reschedule this lovely lady from um, when I was very sick. We couldn't uh, do the show with her, so we're we're glad to have her with us today. And yes. and she told us. Uh, ahead of time that this this is her first podcast, so we're all going to be very nice to her. Yes. <laughs> we, we promise we're not going to throw her to the wolves. Yep. Um, but she is uh, a, a fantastic mental health advocate. She is the creator of, I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, um, at WeTalkMH. Uh, they do a lot of great work, and she's just... Um, she's an all-around groovy chick. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And I met her. I met her on Twitter, as I do a lot of our guests, and uh, have been everything. You know, it's been great. I'll just say it's been great knowing her. So, uh, it's been great knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the whole birthday thing's throwing me off my game a little bit. But sorry, um, babe. Please welcome to our show, Miss <laughs> Karen Romero. Yay! Hi, guys. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for being with Good us. Morning. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. And you get to do it on my baby's birthday. How exciting is that? I know. You know Happy birthday. She, Thank you. She she yeah. hates her birthday so bad. Yeah, I really Oh, I think a lot of us do, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's got she's got her reasons behind it, but it's it's okay. We're gonna we're going to try and make it the, the best that we can. Um, the important thing is that I don't look my age. Yeah, this is true. That, that is, is very important. That's for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that, uh, you know, she's got the good genes on, on that end of it. You know, she doesn't <laughs> look her age at all. So, you know, lucky, lucky dude I am. <laughs> that concert, though, sounds amazing, and I'm very jealous. Doesn't it? So, yeah. I hope it's a ama- great. Um, yeah, I, I do. It's um, it's going to be at a, a open air amphitheater uh, in September, so it should be really nice. Oh, and I forgot to tell you the other part. I uh, it's a Sunday night the concert is, so mm-hmm. I took that Monday off. Great. <laughs> it's always a heck of a time getting out of those parking parking structures, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they have a parking structure where we're going. No but, parking lot. It's but, gonna be you know, even though even the parking lot is going to be, uh, you know, just it'll be busy. Yeah. But it should be it should be a good time. I've only been to this this particular venue once. And I have never been. Yeah, and I think it was to see Joe Piscopo. <laughs> I can't believe you just admitted to that. <laughs> it was the nineties, you know. <laughs> I can say that because it was the nineties. It was it was his post. Saturday Night Live popularity phase when he was, you know, big into lifting weights. Lifting weights, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right. or something. But, well, Karen, uh, if you don't have any questions for us before we move forward, we're just going to jump right in and start, start grilling you. Jump on in. I'm good. Okay. Don't tell her you're going to grill her. You're going to scare the poor girl. <laughs> no. I think by now she has gotten a feel for us and knows that <laughs> we're not that bad. So where were you on the night of the fifth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. 
question that we like to ask all of our guests, Karen, is um, where does your mental health journey begin? So I am a licensed independent clinical social worker. I live as been I live and I was born and raised in Maine, but I'm actually licensed in New Hampshire because we live right next door. Um, and I work as a crisis clinician in an emergency room. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to help people when I was thinking about school. Um, and I originally wanted to be a child psychiatrist, but that was way too much school. So I nixed that. Um and it kind of stems from my aunt and um, and a, a school social worker that I I didn't personally meet with, but like friends of mine met with um, going throughout high school, um, and I saw kind of the impact that they were both making, um, and I just knew that that was something that I could be very passionate about, and it it fell into the realm of wanting to help people, but um, didn't need to necessarily spend my entire adult life in in college. So um, it's there's there's actually three of my aunts have some sort of mental health or counseling degree. Um, so it's it's just kind of always been there. Um, we're we're a very you know empathetic family. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So so you yourself don't actually have. Um, anything uh, mental health related going on? Um, well, I don't want to say no. I don't have an actual diagnosis. And I, I have a, a YouTube channel that I haven't been super great about posting videos the last couple of weeks because I think my mental health has kind of declined a little bit because I've been so busy and I'm, I haven't been focusing on self-care a lot. But I do have, you know, growing up, um, I have periods of anxiety that, you know, are somewhat debilitating but not super debilitating. Um, and I, I did suffer from um, postpartum depression after I had my, my daughter. Um, and there's lots of, you know, there's multiple people in my family who, who suffer from mental illness. So um, I think that, you know, although not diagnosed, and I don't necessarily, you know, condone self-diagnosing, but, you know, I think everybody struggles with something at some point in their time, in their life. Right. Absolutely. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Live reading, gentlemen. My husband it. just had to sneeze. So. And, and scare the hell out of the cat. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, I couldn't stop that one. I, I tried, but... Um, okay, so so it was it was less... A, uh, a a thing of you having to personally deal deal with any any internal demons and more, you know, you were brought up around, you know, the, all the concepts of of mental health and and helping with mental illness and and that type of thing, and that's really what drew you to the path that you're on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, you know, it's a very altruistic. Uh, way of being and and you know good good on your aunts for for showing you this you know this you know I don't want to say compassion that's the wrong word um but yeah. just 
yeah, just this path to to want to help others. You know, that's yeah, that's really awesome. You know, a lot of us were in this because of you know things that we have gone through, are going through, will probably go through tomorrow, um, and wanting to help. And you know, for you to, I mean, you you mentioned that you've got you know a couple of things in in your past like the postpartum and you know, the, the bouts of anxiety, but, you know, nothing officially diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So for you to just want to help just out of you being an awesome person is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really remember, you know, I there were periods in high school, that would be my daughter, I apologize. She's <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing with things. Um, there are periods in high school where, you know, I think that, Everybody deals with, you know, depression. High school is hard. Being a kid is really hard. And I remember those periods of time. And I just, it was never something that was openly talked about that, like it is today. And I think that we still, you know, we've done a lot in awareness and advocating. um, But I think that there's still so much that we can do. Yeah, I I, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't really, like, I remember being in school and feeling like, you know, I was alone in the way that I was feeling, um, but never knowing that there was something that I could do about it until I met the school social worker, until I was old enough to realize exactly what my my aunt was doing and how she was helping and what, what that meant. And, um... And that's kind of what led me down the path is, you know, like, oh, there are other people that feel the way that I feel. Um, and there's actually something that I can do about it and help people so that they don't necessarily, you know, develop long-term chronic mental illnesses. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, I think it was a long time coming. <laughs> that was actually one of the questions we had for you was, was your opinion on the stigma and, you know, do you think we're doing enough or possibly what do you think we could be doing moving forward that, <clears throat> excuse me, might make a bigger difference? I definitely think that the stigma is real. I mean, it still continues to be real. We, I see it. I don't know. I'm sure you see it, Rebecca, on, on Twitter that, you know, there are still so many people who have these stigmatized opinions on mental health and mental illness. Um, and the amount that it's talked about now is so much more greater than it was even, I don't know, like five years ago, but there's still so much that we can do, you know, to combat it at, you know, early ages. Like if we, I'm a strong advocate for teaching mental health and mental illness, um, topics in school to, you know, young kids about, you know, what this is what it means to have sorry (laughs) Um, Um, she's playing with coat hangers naturally Um, (laughs) this is what it means to you know be anxious and this is you know what it means to kind of feel like maybe you're battling some signs and symptoms of depression and this is how you can help it help yourself and you know, teaching coping skills and 
and teaching kids that it's okay to openly talk about it. And most importantly, that it's okay to ask for help. You know, I'm, I'm a strong believer in that our, our lack of education and information, you know, feeds into this notion that, you know, people aren't going to ask for help, which then leads to, you know, high suicide rates. And it's a cycle. And it's, I think that the easiest way that we can kind of stop that cycle is to focus on more education early on. Yeah, I, agree. I actually, I started a petition for, for just that purpose. And um, unfortunately, the people kind of just fizzled out on it, but it was doing pretty good there for a while. But yeah, I, I firmly agree with you. I think that uh, it should be mandatory in school. Um, as big of a as of an issue as mental illness has become, and you know we're learning about more and more people every single day that are having to deal with it, and it just. I don't know. I, I, I think that it, it really needs to be something that is, like you said, taught at a very young age and especially taught, you know, empathy. Yeah. You know, I. I, uh, I, I know yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think if there was more empathy uh, talked about and developed, um, you'd, you'd see a lot less bullying for one thing. Right. I really believe yeah. that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> being able to learn what it's like to be in another person's shoes and being supportive of them instead of making fun of them for those same said shoes, you know, or mm-hmm. what have you, you know, it, it's, <clears throat> and I think a lot of it too comes down to the parents, you know, you, you look at other causes and how they developed over the years, uh, like racism, for example, uh, yeah. racism for, for a lot of years, you know, and it still goes on. We see it every day, but people are a lot more aware of it and discuss it more openly than they did even 30 years ago, you know, and there were <clears throat> reached a point where a certain generation, it was going to be the hardest for them. You know, uh, I think that for, you know, like our generation, uh, it's, we have an easier time talking about it and trying to combat it and understanding the rights and wrongs and and all that with it. Um, But for our parents and their parents, it was harder because it was a different time. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to, I think we're we're dealing with the same thing when talking about uh, stigma and mental health. And mental illness. Um, yeah. You know, our people of our generation are going to have a harder time than our kids. <clears throat> I, I really mm-hmm. think that. Because when we were kids, it wasn't talked about. It wasn't, you know, unless you were brought up like, like you were, where you actually had your aunts talking about it and stuff. Um, you know, most of us didn't deal with things like that. We very rarely saw it, you know. So. Or if, if we did we didn't know what it was or right. where it and because, you know, for me personally, I had a brother, you know, um, he just recently passed away, but he uh, was mentally ill and uh, it took years 
of misdiagnoses to find out, you know, to, to work through and find out what it was actually going on with him. And mm-hmm. um, I think that was kind of a, a trend for for several decades yeah. that people were were you know given these labels that were completely inaccurate and mm-hmm. I think now now maybe although I, I won't say that that has ended by any any means but I think that we're a little bit more informed and and can you know come to the to the proper conclusion as to what <clears throat> excuse me this person may need to get help yeah, yeah, plus, you know, we're we're more aware of certain signs to look for with certain diagnoses, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's important. You know. Yeah, the science, mm-hmm. you know, the science behind mental illness has come a long way in the last, you know, decade, and and there's still so much more that we can understand because I mean the brain is so complex and you know the research that they're doing around you know anxiety or depression or even like personality disorders or psychosis or any of those things is still it's still happening so there's still more that we're coming to find out and then it's you know it takes a little while for the trickle down effect to get down to like the mental health providers and then into the society and how people understand it but like what you were talking about, you know, like my mom battles anxiety and depression, but up until like two years ago, I never knew that mm-hmm. she felt like that. And it's, you know, it's progressively gotten worse due to like environmental factors. Um, and she's had some pretty significant, you know, side effects and symptoms of, of those mental illnesses. But she, you know, I remember her telling me, you know, I've always kind of felt like this, but I just never talked about it. So it's like it's definitely a generational mm-hmm. thing, and the more, the more that we mm-hmm. come to accept it and put the education that we're getting out there for other people, the more that we're going to combat the stigma, and that's so important in kind of moving forward and better understanding what it is that people are actually going through. Absolutely agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So we're going to get back to our questions because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we got. We digress. We digress. <laughs> Tangent. So talk with us and see. Well, we've covered that one. We don't need to really cover that one. Well, I think we. Should, I think she kind of answered that. All right, go do, do what you want to do, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, go for it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question, but I think you already kind of answered it. So okay. um, I'm just getting it out of the way. Uh, what made you decide to become an advocate? What you know, go online and tell your story and help others and things like that. Well, you didn't say you were going to elaborate like that. That helps. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I started We Talk Mental Health um, in July of 2018 as like a social media platform. We have uh, a Twitter and an Instagram, and I have a Facebook page that kind of gets used, but not so much as much as Twitter. Um, and yeah. I also started a YouTube channel, and I was blogging for a little bit. I was just trying to kind of figure out how I wanted to go about this, and I think that YouTube is kind of more of my niche. But um, I started it because, uh, for a couple of different reasons, I'm 
got this idea in my head, you know, that I, I felt like I'd gotten my master's degree. I was diving into the world of, you know, crisis management and, and you know, suicide prevention, like, headfirst within my job. And um, I just, you know, got this urge to do more. And I kind of had, like, this business plan kind of pop up into my head, too, which I'm still working on. But the kind of the premise behind it is making mental health services more easily acceptable and more affordable. And I'm, it's still a work in progress. I've got leaps and bounds to go. But it, I decided that after kind of coming up with this idea for this business plan that I kind of wanted to put myself out there as an advocate because in order to get people behind this kind of new movement, um, I needed to kind of know what people were going through, what they wanted, what they liked, what they didn't like, um, and, you know, put information in, in, out there. And it just kind of bloomed and blossomed and uh, became this thing that I'm extremely passionate about at this point. Um, and then I got, you know, opportunities like these where I get to come and talk about kind of what I would like to do and how I would like to move forward and see, you know, what kind of happens. But it was, yeah, it just kind of came from the idea of, you know, just wanting to do more. Part of my ethical code as a social worker is advocacy. You know, I have to, it's it's ingrained in what we're taught. It's ingrained in who I am as a person, like to the bone, for mm-hmm. wanting to do more and and making it so that people have access to things that they need in order to combat their mental illnesses and, and manage them and live with them. And, you know, there are so many barriers to get into, you know, a baseline way of life for somebody who's living with mental illness that I wanted to do more to help make it easier. And this was one way, you know, getting online and, and kind of being an advocate was one way on top of the other ways that I would like to would like to do so. Um, there's been a couple of recent um, suicides within my community um, of mm. people who I knew of that, you know, I don't want to say acquaintances because they, you know, I, I knew them through other people, um, but they hit the community really hard. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to find ways to, um, get people together to get people talking so that things like that don't happen. And, and, you know, one of them was just very, well, they were both very much um, unexpected, I think. Um, Mm. So, you know, getting people together so that we can openly start talking about mental health and mental illness and getting help and it being okay to get help in a forum where there's other people that you know. Um, or yeah. may not know. Um, so I'm working on um, you know, a business plan. I'm advocating on Twitter. I'm trying to get an event um, together locally um, where we get a bunch of bands to play, um, kind of like a music and mental health type of thing where um, it's just this big event to raise money for suicide prevention. And you know, I'm constantly trying to think of different ways that I can, can do more. That's awesome. Yeah, and and let us say uh, right now that if if you do 
end up getting all of that together and it, it comes to fruition, you know, we're more than uh, happy to have you come back on the show and, and talk about it and try to get more, uh, you know, attention drawn to it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that would be awesome. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so just keep me posted on um, how you're doing with that. Absolutely. Well, we've got to take a quick break, so uh, we will catch you on the other side of Brandon Carmody Voices. Come live. 
Change 2.0, uh, where you are indeed listening to the voices. Um, this is the voice of Joe, and uh, <laughs> next to me is the voice of Rebecca, and on the phone we have the voice of Karen Romero of We Talk yep. MH. Yay! And, Yay. Uh, uh, we, I, I was going to ask you a question coming up here, but before I ask that, I uh, because we had the 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 joy of getting to briefly hear your daughter uh, <laughs> during the break. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to ask this this question kind of popped in my head. Um, do you have any type of plan as far as talking with her about you know what you do in mental health and and the advocacy work you do and and when you might actually introduce that to her? Oh, absolutely. Um, she knows that I work like in a hospital. She knows that I work in an ER and that I help people. Um, and that, and is kind of, I think all that kind of really matters to her at this point. But Mm -hmm. in terms of like her emotions, she's very, um, expressive and, um, has you know we're still learning how to manage them and you know that's always going to be you know a continued process so i'm i'm constantly trying to you know make sure that she knows that it's important to talk about how she's feeling and use her words as best she can because you know she's four they're going to be four so yeah um at the age appropriate level of talking about how she's feeling and kind of what that means and, you know, when she's having a hard time with something, really trying to, you know, walk her through it and so that she is more apt as she grows older, you know, to come to to me or her dad or anybody and to tell somebody, you know, I'm kind of having a really hard time. I might need help. Um, it's super important to me and my husband and I disagree on a lot of different things, but we are on the same page with that in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, if she ever needs help, we are going to get her whatever she needs. And that mental health and mental illness is very important, um, you know, to, to talk about and, and learn about. So I will 100%, you know, foster that. Um, we actually have guardianship of my husband's um, 17-year-old brother, um, and it's the same thing with him. You know, um, he's at an age where we can have more complex conversations. So, you know, I'm constantly telling him, if you need anything, you know, talk to me. We can find you somebody to talk to if you're having a hard time with anything. Um, so with her being so young, you know, it's easier to kind of foster that type of awareness. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm very, you know, passionate about and will continue to do so as best I can. Cool. That's very yeah. cool, you know. Um, you know, hopefully by what you do with her, maybe that will help uh, kind of inform some of the plans that you want to do going forward, you know, with with advocacy in the community and stuff, you know. Yeah. Getting getting uh, getting education to the uh, the younglings, as our Star Wars yes. fans call them. <laughs> um 
So cool. It's I have like this giant list of things that I would like to do, <laughs> and that's on there. <laughs> but you know, there's only 24 hours in a day, and I work um, like so. I work 12-hour shifts in an ER. Um, so, and I work overnight. So I'm a little discombobulated sometimes in terms of like what day it is. I'm kind of you know getting enough sleep, and I think that's why my mental health has kind of declined a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, Cause I'm just really off. Um, yeah. But I, it's, it's on there to, to work towards, you know, pushing mental health and mental illness education into schools. It's definitely something I would really, really love to do. Very cool. So you, uh, yeah. you briefly touched on it, but did you want to talk a little bit more about we talk MH and, and what the goals are with that and, um, you know, where people can get involved? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I started it last July, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'd always had, like, I'd had a Twitter account for my, per, like, personally for a long time and, like, never did anything with it. I think there's, like, stages of Twitter use that people go through. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking, like, oh, this is really cool. I really like this. Um, and when I this idea popped into my head that I wanted to do something more, you know, I kind of jumped on the social media bandwagon um, to use it as a platform. And it's just um, so Mondays I talk about myths that are associated with mental illness. So like, you know, talking about how it's more common than people think or, you know, myths about specific diagnoses like depression or anxiety or personality disorders that I that I provide information, provide people with information that helps debunk the myth so that, you know, people can share it. And, you know, maybe somebody will read it and be like, oh, okay. Um, if it's only that easy. Um, yeah. And throughout the week, I pick different topics, you know, depending on like if something's happening um, or I'll, you know, consistently ask some of the followers that, I have, you know, what type of topics would you like to discuss? What information would you like? And I'll, you know, take a day and kind of put that information out there. Um, Saturdays is self-love Saturday where I promote self-love because self-love and self-care are very important um, and, you know, feed greatly into individuals' well-beings and kind of maintaining, you know, good mental health um, and, you know, tips and tricks and topics and um, I have a YouTube channel. Like I said, I haven't put out a video in a couple of weeks. So I've been trying to get myself back up to you know, my personal baseline. Right. Um, but I will talk about topics on there as well. Um, I talk about my own personal mental health kind of journey. Um, and that was a pretty emotional video for me. I'm pretty sure I cried. <laughs> um, there <laughs> is, but... Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's just, it, the handles for Twitter and for Instagram are the same. It's at WeTalkMH. Um, so if you'd like to, you know, jump on there, um, follow us if there's anything that you want. I say us like it's more than me, but it's just me. Um, <laughs> give us, a, give me a us. follow. Um, and, you know, if there's anything that you want to know, any questions that you might have, um, you know, it's so empowering to be part of the mental health community on Twitter. And I'm constantly talking about it to people because I didn't know that it existed before I jumped on. And it's 
it's an incredible community of people who, you know, yeah. are telling their stories and being open about their mental health and mental illness. Um, and then, you know, professionals that are just constantly trying to put information out there to help people if they're struggling. So we're just trying to, I'm saying that I did it again. I'm just trying to do my part. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do that. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to do my part and, you know, trying to well, make it a little better for us, for people. Well, well, you did call it We Talk MH. So I think we got the whole we us thing going on there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like um, it's taken on its own entity in my head, I think. So it's probably why I do that. Like it's totally separate from me. <laughs> uh, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Um, what is the hashtag I am one in five? Ooh, good one. Um, so I am one in five is this. I, another idea that I have um, to kind of create a movement um, to, you know, when people are ready to encourage them to be like, because one in five people in the United States have a mental illness. So wow. when you think about that, that's really a lot of people. And, you know, people are have this stigmatized belief. Some people have a stigmatized belief that that mental health is, uncommon and that it's something that only, you know, people who are weak-minded or, you know, have, it's like a personality defect and that's just not the case. And so many people battle one or, or multiple mental illnesses and the one in, the hashtag I am one in five idea kind of came into play when I just wanted to encourage people to, to encourage others um, mm-hmm. that they're not alone. And that there are other people out there who are, you know, are battling a mental illness. Um, in the spring, I'm going to be starting a um, photography kind of uh, project where I have a number of individuals who are willing to participate locally to where I am. I'm in Maine, um, who are willing to kind of step out of their comfort zone a little bit and let me photograph them because they... Um, you know, battle on mental illness and um, to put it out there so that, you know, there's no specific face of of depression or anxiety or personality disorders. That's somebody who you don't have to look a certain way and you can, you can be a person who functions totally normally in society and still battle a mental illness. So the I am one in five movement is kind of about that. It's kind of you know, letting people know that they're not alone and putting a face to that idea that there are other people out there and that they don't have to suffer in silence. I don't like the word that's suffer. But, yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a, you know, definitely a, a you know, it's, it's eye-opening, really. I mean, if you think about it, you know, one in five people, that's, you know, I know we got two of them right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. It's, so. And I think it's even in the UK, and if I'm wrong, I highly apologize, but I'm pretty positive that in the UK it's one in four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't know kind of how – that statistic is put out by NAMI, so the National Alliance on, on Mental Illness, 
Um, and I don't know, you know, when that's kind of been updated, but, you know, it could be even less that, you know, it could be one in four now at this point because there are so many more people kind of openly talking about what they're going through. Um, but, yeah, so the I'm one in five yeah. is just kind of like a movement that I kind of put out there um, so that people that's know cool. they're not alone. Yeah. Kind of like my keep talking MH. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That hashtag yep. is, you know, it, it, I think it's honestly saved a lot of people. Oh, thank you and for saying that. And when I found out that it was you, I was like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, we're, 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 uh, we're kind of proud of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely something to be so proud of. Yeah. Well, you should be proud of what you're doing too, though. I mean, absolutely. You know, you 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 definitely have your heart in the right place with everything that you're doing and and uh, what you have going on now and what you have planned on going on and you know, I hope that you see your you know your your plans just blossom. Actually, I I, I think. It would be really cool to see a lot of your stuff blossom outside of the main area to the oh, rest yeah. of the country. You know, yeah, that sure. would be really, really cool, you know. It, um, it would be. And and you could definitely make that happen through, you know, connecting with other people on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. They are all ready, willing, and able to help a lot yeah. of them. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Twitter is a- a great kind of forum to to connect and to to mark the network. So just about yes. kind of finding you know, people like you guys who are you know out there trying to put faces to people who are really trying to make a difference, and it's you know it's about finding more people that are willing to yeah. kind of help out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we didn't ask this, but what what is the name of your YouTube channel? Yeah. Oh, so it's it's We Talk MH. It's, it's oh, okay. Trying to keep it all. I tried to keep it all easily. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's We Talk and Mage, and it's, I haven't put out a video in a couple of weeks, um, but I'm planning on kind of jumping back in because I'm feeling better about life um, a little bit. So That's good. I kind of, you know, I feel guilty about not putting out videos, and I, I just kind of had to, you know, put myself first for a little bit, but... You have to do this, you know. Yeah. So, sometimes you have to. I mean, we we do it with the show. You know, we've had uh, times where we've had to cancel because of you know not only physical ailments going on, but sometimes there might be something going on with one of us mentally, and we just we know we're not where we need to be to do the show. You know, um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, and that's the thing that I think a lot of us need to get comfortable with. I know it's something for sure Rebecca wrestles with is being able to say that it's okay that you're taking time for yourself and doing self-care and, you know, trying to get yourself back to a place of equilibrium when you know that you're not in a good spot mentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Because it's, it's, I think... there's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you finished. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say, you know, it's it's real easy with doing all this work to become overwhelmed. Um and have it become too much because you know there's so much that you wanna do and there's so much work that still needs to be done 
And while we're all pulling together and rowing the boat in the same direction, it still reaches a point where, okay, I, I need to check out mentally for a minute and uh, get my head together. So yeah. um, being learning to be okay with that is a really important, really fundamental thing that a lot of us in the community, if, if we struggle with it, we have to, you know, learn how not to struggle with it. Yeah, it's very difficult yeah. for me when I when I know that I've got things that need to be done, um, but I know that I need to rest for you know a migraine or just for you know my my general mental health. It's incredibly difficult for me not to feel guilty about, you know, not taking care of such and such thing. And, um, I don't, I don't know. I've worked on it and I've worked on it and I don't know if I'll ever, you know, be completely be able to get past that, but mm-hmm. I definitely am I'm trying. And I know that there's other people that, that go through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah absolutely. there's days where I have to reassure that, you know, it's okay that she's just lying in bed and breathing, you know, mm-hmm. um, versus getting up and doing 50 different things all at once. Um, you know, it, it ta- and it takes that reassurance, you know, that some, some of us were brought up that if we're laying around doing nothing, we're lazy and we're this and we're that. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. You know, yeah. I mean, there and there's, I mean, while while I personally will admit there's something to be said for being lazy, I'm the, the poster boy for laziness. Um, it still, when it's a beneficial thing for your mental health, you know, that's not being lazy. That's being kind to yourself. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Out of curiosity, Karen, what do you do to practice self care? Oh, good. Um. So. <laughs> It's been ingrained in me, you know, because I was brought up similar that if you're just kind of sitting around, you're, you're lazy. Like there, I just, I always felt like there was something that I needed to be doing. And I still, you know, like you guys battle with that sometimes. Um, But it was ingrained in me through undergrad and grad school through going, you know, first going to be a social worker that healthcare is so important, you know, to help prevent burnout, to help prevent all of these things. So, I learned, you know, early on in college that there were things that worked for me. So, like, running is definitely one that helps me the most, I think, even though I hate it. But, like, afterwards, I'm like, oh, God, I feel so much better. Um, and it's also something that's important for me because, um, you know, I have – I'm a member of the Maine Air National Guard, and I have been for, like – almost 11 years at this point, so I have to pass a PT test. So I have to, like, use it as two different two different forms. Um, but wow. spending time, you know, with my friends, um, taking, you know, family vacations is, is another one um, when, I, when we can afford them, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I like reading a lot. I'm a total young adult book nerd. Um, so I, I read like crazy, um, and it helps me to kind of escape kind of reality for a little while. And I think that that can be really kind of refreshing. Um, I also like eating, 
I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a like fan of eating. I'm, yeah, I will not uh, turn down a, a, a bar of chocolate, which is also why the running is important. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually. I actually had a conversation with a, a friend of mine. I, I had help on my route yesterday. I, I <clears throat> work for a uniform company, mm-hmm. and uh, usually, usually I'm by myself on the road. But yesterday I had help, and he's he's a bit of a health nut, um, you know, vegetarian and you know, working out, moving stuff. And he's, he's this kid in his mid twenties, <clears throat> and we're talking about running and. You know, he's like, it's important to to keep moving. I'm like, yeah, I at this point, man, unless I'm going to be chased by a bear, I'm not running anywhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just that's my feeling on it. You know, I, uh, I I applaud people that can, but I just I can't, I can't do it. I, I'll walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll walk like an mf'er, but I uh, when it comes to running, yeah, no, there there better be a grizzly behind me. Yeah. So. There's, once I get into a rhythm of it and like I get into a routine, I'm good to go. But like getting back into that routine because Maine has brutal winters and we're just it's mm-hmm. just starting to kind of get nicer. So and I'm picky. Like I don't like going to the gym to run. I don't like treadmills. I bought a treadmill. I never used it. I just sold it. Um, <laughs> so I would just much much rather run outside. Um, so once I get back into it, I'll be good to go. But right now, getting back into it is like pulling teeth. So yeah. Probably the it's, only way I would run is if there was a grizzly behind me too. <laughs> <laughs> and incidentally, if you get a chance, because this is a trip, look up on YouTube. There's this video of this girl snowboarding, and she's using a selfie stick while she snowboards. And you can see behind her, and there's a grizzly bear chasing her, and she has no oh. idea. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa! That's also another form of self-care for me is snowboarding. And I'm sad that the, the season's ending because um, it's starting to get nicer out. But there's no way that I would ever snowboard with a selfie stick. I That's yeah. just – I'm not – we're not there. We're not at that level. <laughs> but with a grizzly yeah. behind me, I'd probably make it down the mountain quicker than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, she has no idea. It's just – it's bizarre. Oh. So I'll definitely yeah. have to look that up. <laughs> You know, we live in Michigan, and we've got some very brutal winters, too. This yeah. last one has, has not been fun. And, yeah. you know, we went through a day last week that was like 60 degrees. Yeah. And then after that, it's been 20 and 30, maybe 40 if we're lucky. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds just yeah. like me. Just like yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So the, the winter what... can play such a really big you know, role in people's mental health too. So it's, oh yeah, I'm excited for it to start getting nicer because I think that you know, seasonal kind of depression has taken a toll on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it's definitely to get nicer. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you and We Talk MH? Ooh. Um. Long term, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to keep going on the path I'm going. The business plan that I have um, is pretty much done. Now it's just about you know, to to make kind of treatment a lot easier for people and hopefully more affordable. Um, it's a really big dream and a really big goal, but I think that if I can achieve it, then then it'll 
hopefully make a huge difference. And that's kind of really all I want. But um, the business plan part of it is done, and now I'm just trying to, you know, network and set up meetings and trying to get, you know, funding and investors and all that fun stuff. Um, but I'm going to keep, you know, putting information out there, going to keep advocating, um, going to keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully try and check off some of these big big goals I have um, while trying to kind of maintain, you know, a work life and a social life and just taking it one day at a time is really all I can do. Um but hopefully we'll get somewhere soon. Sweet. Yeah. That sounds like you're well on your way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, again, I know you've mentioned your um, social media information, but um, run past, uh, run through that one more time, and then if you have a website as well that people can reach out to. Yeah, yeah so – um, the Twitter handle and the Instagram handle are the same. So it's at we talk MH. Um, my personal um, Instagram and Twitter handles are at I'm Karen Romero. Um, we have a Facebook page, which is, you know, facebook.com slash we talk MH. Um, and then I have a YouTube channel, um, which is we talk MH. And I have an email. I don't have a website yet because I am not very technologically advanced in terms of developing that. Um, but mm-hmm. hopefully going to be getting one up and running soon. Um, but I do have an email address, which is wetalkmh at gmail.com, which people can email me at any point in time, ask questions if they have any you know, requests for YouTube videos that they would like to see me you know, answer specific questions on the channel um, and do a video about them. That's something that I'm more than happy to do. Um, and I just double checked and I am subscribed to your channel. So, yay. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we got to about wrap things up here, which sucks because we've been enjoying talking to you, Karen. But, um, you know, thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, stay on the line. Uh, we're going to end the show with the song For You from Brandon Stanzel. Have a great weekend, everybody, and happy birthday to my baby. When I begin to turn in the quick, then I can't run. It's going to be all right. It's gonna be alright I push and pull with all my mind But it feels like it's not enough It's gonna be alright You make me feel alright And moments and seasons We're caught in the deep end, yeah I need a hand to hold me Love me like you know me When it's hard, just breathing You keep my heart beating Love looks like falling every day Till I fell for you Now
continue to battle the stigma of mental illness. Follow us on Twitter at Voices for Change RJ and on Facebook at Voices for Change 2.0.